All right, good morning. Today, I want to take a completely different direction and talk about finances. I know I haven't talked about that at all, but I have been talking a lot about mindset in my group, in my community over on Facebook. And what it boils down to is a lot of negative mindsets and the inability to get out of a negative mindset comes from finances, believe it or not. We have these big goals of I have to make X amount of dollars every single month or every single year, and we focus on money rather than on helping people succeed or solving people problems. And that's where it comes in. And in turn, our mindsets get down in the dumps because we're not making money. We're not making money. And we we focus on ourselves instead of turning it around and focusing our, our problem solving on our customers or on those that we can serve. So I really talked today about the emotions in personal debt and how you can start having conversations and start building roadmaps to get out of personal debt. Think differently about money. Therefore, you can start building actual goals in your business and in your life again. Before we do that, before we start talking about that, though, I do always want to mention my group. We are a group of businesswomen just working together, kind of organizing life and business and relationships and getting it all figured out. But we build businesses based on passions and what we love to do and what lights us up. I love that. I love that we're working together on businesses and ideas that really light us up and finding direction in our life because purpose and direction is ultimately what is so, so important. So I can't wait to talk to you guys in there. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash let's rediscover your business. But for now, let's dig in on finances a little bit and kind of figure out how to create a roadmap for getting rid of personal debt. I will see you inside. Hey friends, welcome back to Mind Your Business with me, Sabrina Knapp. We're going to talk all things business breakthrough here. That's right, organization, branding, schedules, anxiety, growth, momentum, all of it. And we're going to talk about how to juggle everything that comes along with it. Here, you're going to find a rock solid marketing plan and finally figure out how to attract that audience to you. And how about we build a super strong mindset to go along with it? No more spinning your wheels. You're ready for momentum. You're ready for an organized business. You're ready for income. It's time, sister. Listen, we're in this together. Come join me. No makeup? Yoga pants? What? On your third cup of coffee too? It doesn't matter. We're building empires, guys. I believe we can do this together while having a ton of fun. I'm so excited about what we're going to discover here with a brand and marketing plan that actually works for you. You're going to find the momentum you've been missing and working so hard for. This is all about business growth, breakthroughs, and you. So let's get started. Hey, hey, okay. Welcome. Nice to talk to you guys today. Today, we're going to talk about something that is maybe a little uncomfortable for some. I know, actually, if I'm honest, it's a little bit uncomfortable for me too. But that's only because money is kind of a, a sticky situation or a sticky topic. A lot of us in business, because that's mainly who I'm talking to, like that's our only goal, right? We're in business, yes, to change lives and to help people and to do all the things, but we're here to make an income too. Like, let's not be silly. Let's not leave that out. We have to make money at what we're doing or there's no point in, in quitting our jobs and building this business and scaling it up and all that kind of thing. So our ultimate goal is money. But where does your current relationship with money have you in your business or in building your goals of your business and your personal debt right now, or maybe that you've had in the past can really transform or cultivate your relationship with goals and with money that you're looking towards the future now. 
So I'm going to talk about money and I'm going to talk about finances, but I want to make one thing perfectly clear. (laughs) I am not a tax advisor or a financial coach or anything to do with any of the legal side of money. That is not at all what I'm here for. What I say about money or what I know about money is simply my opinion or things that I have experienced. So please do know that none of this information comes from a place where I feel like you should do it for legal reasons. If you think that you should um, do something or you want to dig into this a little bit more or know the legalities of something I'm talking about, please go talk to a financial advisor or a, a tax advisor somebody who knows the ins and outs of everything to do with money and finances. I'm going to take a more mental approach with what I'm talking about today, because a lot of times I find, and and myself included, that we're not mentally prepared to be financially blessed. But how will you know who to go get it from or to handle it when you do get it? That is one thing that we are all questioning is, what am I going to do with it when I get it? What, what, how do I handle it? I, I would love it. The thought of it, the thought of lots of money, the thought of not worrying about my bills or, or the thought of being able to take an extra vacation is exciting. But how do you know that you're going to handle it properly? So we're going to take a more mental approach to it today. So follow along, bear with me. We won't be here for very long. Another thing I want to note is that if you do have personal debt right now, no matter if it's $1 or a million dollars, please know that you're not alone. <laughs> this We all have debt or we all have been in debt at one time or another. So I am, myself included, I'm going to tell stories about my own personal debt, in fact, because I got nothing to hide. And this is something that we've all been through. And I, I fully know that. I know that those of you who I'm talking to have been in debt or are in debt, whatever. It was not very many years ago that in our restaurant, in our first business, that my husband and I were $300,000 in debt in our restaurant, not very many years ago. And let me tell you how big of a sinking feeling that is. But again, I come to realize that I wasn't alone in that. We, we weren't alone in that. Um, there were other restaurant owners in much bigger of a hole than we were. And there were other restaurant owners who were consistent and digging themselves out of the hole, right? So every person that you have met or will meet, or have actually never met, have been in some sort of debt before. And they all have a story to go along with it. That is what is so cool about this is all of our stories about debt are different. Why we're in debt, or what kind of debt we're in, or what our plan is to get out of that debt. So let's talk about a very popular kind of debt for personal reasons. Um, And we've probably knowing most people, we all have a little bit of this debt. And that is credit cards. Let's talk about credit cards for a second, right? So statistically, more than 189 million people. No, let's change that. More than 189 million Americans have credit cards. The average credit card holder not ha- has not one credit card, but four credit cards. In a home, the average credit card debt in a home in America is $8,398 in credit card debt. The U.S. consumer debt, which is mortgages, cars, and credit cards, is over $14 trillion of Americans. This is U.S. consumer debt is $14 trillion. 
That's not to mention the tax debt, any student loans and, you know, other other kinds of debt that we've got going on in the United States. There are two types of people who carry credit card debt. And there, the first one is those who use credit card debt properly. And by properly, I mean they use it for capital, for a business or for their home. So they use it, maybe they have a great point system or a lot of cards come with cashback options, um, flyer miles, <laughs> things like that. And so they use it properly. They maybe pay a bill on it. Or maybe their gas every single month goes on their credit card bill. So then when they get paid, that all of that credit card bill gets paid off. And then they get points acquired for flyer miles or they get cash back dollars or whatever. So they're actually, well, dare I say, making a profit off of the credit card company because they use it for the right purposes. They never let it build up too much, maybe a month or two, but they never let it build up too much so that it's getting away from them and they're accruing just humongous debt with it. The second person is somebody who's who uses credit card debt irresponsibly then, basically the opposite, that they don't have a plan, they have no idea what they're doing, they don't care about the flyer miles or the cashback options, they just feel that they need that credit card to maintain the lifestyle that they're attempting to show they lead, okay? And a lot of times that comes with a little bit of pride, a lot of times that comes with um, maybe even um, some jealousy or whatever, where, oh, well, they're doing it. I want to do it too. I don't have the financial means to do it. So I'm just going to put it on a credit card. That's super irresponsible, especially, especially when you do not have a plan to pay it off. Now, if you do those things and you say, you know what, I can afford that. I can say, even put it on a credit card, but have it paid off within, let's even say three to six months. Okay, I can understand that a little bit. You know, you're rewarding yourself. You know, you have a plan to pay it back. That's an that's acceptable. Um, but it's when you're just maxing out cards, just to max out cards and show off a lifestyle. That's a problem. There are people who can, like I said, shift between the two kind of easily where maybe they want something, they see it has a certain cost to it, but they know they have a plan in place to pay it back. So when I think about those things and I think about even our situation, why it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't on credit cards. None of it was on credit cards. $300,000. What was that responsible? Was I a responsible financial user or was I um, irresponsible with it? Well, $300,000 was not just spent willy nilly. Uh, it was spent for our restaurant. So it was kitchen equipment. It was outfitting our restaurant. It was payroll. It was uh, contractors changing out, you know, building our restaurant and supplies that we needed. All of it. We knew what we were getting into. Does that make it any better or less stressful? We absolutely not. <laughs> I, I can say with much less hair on my head, right? But once those expenses were there, I, I knew what I was getting into. We knew what we had to buy. We knew that when when we found a good deal, we oh, that was a great deal, right? We had to get it. But then when it was all said and done and you're looking at a price tag of $300,000, looking at those expenses, that was hard. Regardless of if it was for a good use or a bad use, it was still hard. And then the thought was immediately, how am I ever going to make enough money to pay it back? And if so... Paying back this money is going to be at such a slow rate, I struggled to sleep at night. I'm telling you what, it was crazy. And then because every dollar, every hour, every day was going to the restaurant, 
then our personal finances, our personal money was too, because if we could take some of the money that we were bringing in personally or taking as our own salary, if we could give some of that back to the restaurant to pay those bills, that $300,000 bill off a little bit faster, we certainly wanted to do that. But then that created hardships in our family. And we started then relying on personal credit cards a little bit more. And our personal credit card debt was on the rise as our restaurant debt was, yes, dwindling. But then how do we how do we weigh it back out? How do we make it make sense again? To spare your time, I'm not going to tell you all the details. And trust me, we made it out on the other end alive. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But it was difficult and you can kind of take this on a smaller or maybe the same kind of scale as your current business is going through and think about what your personal debt, how you view finances, how you view money personally and how responsible you are personally with money. Think about the kind of stress that's causing on your business. You're trying to get your business to grow. Maybe you have some expense with it. You have some expense that makes sense. You have advertising, you have learning new skills, you have investing in coaches or teachers or mentors that are going to help you. You have um, investing in uh, tools that are going to help you, maybe new computer systems or um, new gadgets, you know, something that's going to help you. And yet you look at that debt and you're like, oh, all this debt is stressing me out. But are you being smart with your finances at home so that your finances at home aren't affected? Because if they are, then you're going to want to define your relationship with money. Are you being responsible with credit cards or the current finances you have with money? Because if so, that responsibility, that responsibility mindset is going to then carry over into your business. But if you're irresponsible with it, then have you made irresponsible decisions in your business? Or are you working always towards the same goal? Regardless of good debt or bad debt, borrowing and being on the hook to repay it, it can cause a lot of mental stress. So using those credit cards or taking out a loan from the bank can be really hard when they're used or done for the wrong reasons. It can cause huge challenges in our minds. And that's when our mindsets go through the tanker. There are underlying issues that mold our relationships with money and with debt, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Mental health is so important, you guys, and good mental health is of utmost importance. Unfortunately, though, finances contribute to such a huge negative mental challenge in our health that it is declining society's mental health altogether. And it a lot of it stems from uh, our financial relationship. The first thing that it really, really can affect is our anxiety and depression. Studies show that those who suffer with anxiety have strong underlying ties to finances, believe it or not. I admit it. I've been a business owner for most all of my adult life, and I've also fought depression and anxiety more as an adult than I ever did as a teenager. So it's going to show up in your physical wellness then too, your quality of sleep and the ability, your ability to focus and function on a day-to-day level. So then how effective are you being as a parent? How effective are you being as a business owner? How effective are you being as an employee if you go to a nine to five? Where are, kind of learn where your financial relationship is with money and you personally and see if you can't increase how you, you view money. Is it used as a tool or is it used as a crutch? Oh, I need to spend this money because I need to keep up with so and so. 
or I've made so-and-so or this group think that I lead this kind of lifestyle, so I've got to put it on this card, but do you? Is it necessary? Probably not. So what does that also do for our businesses or our home life? When we're uninspired, we're tired. We give up easy. We let negative support get us down. And guys, it just spirals from there, right? So do you have anxiety? Because I do. I fight it. I'm not shy about telling people about it. I am not um, ashamed of it, believe it or not. Like it's something that I fight. It's something that on a day-to-day basis, I have to mentally and almost physically get myself through, talk myself down or, or talk myself out of a little bit. If that's something that you struggle with, let me know. Um, Let's be a support to each other in that. So reach out to me. So if you do, have you ever thought about how it stems from money and your relationship maybe with money? And if it does, maybe ask yourself these questions. Do I feel anxious when I think about how I'm going to repay something back? Do I feel anxious about my looming credit card debt? Do I feel anxious about... Um, you know, calls that I know I'm going to get from unknown numbers and you know they're going to be collectors. <laughs> Am I struggling to miss minimum payments even on bills or credit cards, anything like that? Am I unable to set aside even a little bit of money every single check for sudden emergencies or this day and age, a reduction in your income? Maybe it's a loss of hours. We're all losing hours, even though there's jobs available everywhere. Some businesses are really decreasing their availability. And so that's decreasing hours all over. Are you prepared for that? Are you able to set aside a little bit of money and do things like that? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then your anxiety might be blocking your financial growth and therefore creating hardships like stress and lack of sleep and then lack of focus. Because if we can't focus, if we can't create a plan, if we can't strive and work towards things every single day, then there's a problem. There's a problem and we need to evaluate that. It may be time for you to get a financial planner or a coach to help you with a budget or a plan, a roadmap for kind of how to get your financial plan on track. This can be done for pretty inexpensively, pretty cheap, sometimes even free. There are some Um, financial advisors I know that offer um, some services, just kind of an overview or a strategy session um, uh, for comp. It can also, not only depression and anxiety, but financial hardship kind of starts getting us into a little bit of resentment and irritation. Debt causes a huge amount of uh, resentment, especially in relationships. And I hate seeing this. I hate seeing money being pulled between husband and wives or even, you know, even if you're not married, like that kind of a situation, it can be really bad. And I've seen people not get married because simply because of their finances. And to me, that breaks my heart a little bit because it doesn't have to be that way. I saw a poll that actually stated that over 36% of people who got divorced were actually divorcing because of financial issues. They varied, of course, but it was largely because that um, because of what debt they had or because one of the partners in the relationship was overspending. That's that's so big and that's so heavy on my heart because, again, that gets into that responsible versus irresponsible credit card usage and kind of keeping up with the Joneses because I feel like we try to be people we're not and we try to put on these shows for people that we don't need to be putting on shows for and in turn, that's ruining relationships. That's a really difficult for me. <laughs> that's a really difficult one for me to kind of handle. So let's go back to support a little bit. 
particularly marital support. Um, that's because we're talking about this right now, but relationship support and where you fall in on this meter, whether you're in a relationship or not, I don't know your situation. Uh, maybe you may be the victim <laughs> of financial aggression, or maybe you are the aggressor in this case. Either way, do you remain faithful and communicate that um, your relationship and where you are? Maybe if you are the aggressor, why do you spend money the way you do? What is your um, what is your motive for spending money the way you do? And communicate that with your partner. Maybe they can help right the wrong a little bit. Maybe they can understand a little bit better where you're coming from. Or maybe they can contribute and say, hey, I totally understand that. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. And if that's the case, then communication is all you need. I feel sometimes like finances and communication go hand in hand within any relationship. And if you aren't finding a middle ground, then you're just going to feel bitter and angry all the time or your partner will. So it's either you or them, but simple communication will fix the problem. Express your feelings. Talk about plans that you have. Set timelines and work together on financial goals. That's a big one. It, it just all boils down to that communication. And if you understand a point where they're coming from, whether, again, whether you're the victim or the aggressor in this case, then you know that if you can work together on a situation and find a middle ground, then that relationship doesn't have to be defaulted. Another thing we feel with financial hardships um, when it comes to our personal finances is denial. <laughs> And I'm going to be completely honest with you, like, this is something that I fought a little bit when I was doing research on this. I was like, oh, this may be kind of where I lie. And I don't like that. I don't like that feeling of this, this could be me. So one way to deal with stress and bills and debt is to not deal with it at all. <laughs> and I hate that. But I, I went right back to, okay, uh, this is me at 22 years old, it, probably any 22 year old. Ugh. So response, irresponsible, so, so irresponsible with money. We feel overwhelmed. We just want to block it out. Like we go back to that child tendency of if I don't see you, you don't see me. Um, we get busy doing nothing and then we just avoid it altogether. We get consistent collection calls. We get overdraft announcements and none of that helps, right? None of that that thing right in our face saying, hey, you've got bills to pay. That doesn't help the situation. We just want to block it out even more. By definition, uh, denial is the inability to believe the truth, even when confronted with facts. <laughs> so for many, the problem isn't a problem at all. It's just let's determine if we're going to believe in it or not. Nope, we're not. We're just in denial. So how can you determine if you are in uh, financial denial? Well, here's a few things. You don't open any of your credit card statements, any of your bills, any of your bank statements. If you don't open them, then you they're not there, right? If I don't see you, you don't see me. But if you do choose to open them, all you do is concentrate on the minimum balance. You don't even care about the overall balance or what was taken off or anything like that. It's just how little can I get by paying because I don't want to look at this overall balance. Or another one is you constantly are applying for new credit cards so that you get a new zero balance on there and you can just maintain whatever lifestyle it is you're living with a zero balance all the time. And you're just constantly trying to get these new um, zero balances or 
promotional APR rates or anything like that to kind of block out in your head that you're holding on to all these balances altogether. Uh, Another one is you know what your debt looks like, but you don't know where to start to decrease it. You don't have any game plan, no roadmap, nothing. And let's be honest, you haven't really tried looking either because you think it's a lost cause. You think it's just... I am I will never make enough money to pay all this off, but really that snowball effect is a serious thing and it can really, really tick off some balances and get your money back on track. And maybe you just believe it will work out in the end, right? Uh, it, it's all going to work out. I've got a positive outlook, so I know it's going to be okay, but yet there's no real plan to get there. You have no idea how it's going to work out. You just tell everybody that it will. Again, if this describes you like it uh, kind of described me, uh, consider finding a financial planner for a small fee or a coach to help you create a plan. Or like I said, sometimes you can create even or find someone to do get you on the right track even for free. If you don't know um, kind of where to start on this or who to look for, reach out. I like I said, I'm not either of these. I don't pretend to be. I do not do any of this financial stuff. I have people to help me with it as well. However, I do have some good uh, references and people that I know that can help with these kind of things. So I'm happy to uh, find those references for you guys. Another thing that it causes is stress and tension. Um, when doubts are looming, there there isn't enough money to pay the bills, then your stress is at an all-time high. And stress is different than anxiety, Right everyone has stress in their lives, whether or not they fight with anxiety or not. Anxiety is kind of a um, an ongoing thing. It's just something we deal with. We always have this fear of something in us. I'm, I'm not going to dig into that too much, but that's what, what anxiety is a little bit more, where stress is just like, this is heavy, this is hard, and it's a short-term, more short-term effect. And a lot of times that is the biggest, biggest factor in Uh, financial wellness is stress, emotional stress, even physical stress. I mean, this takes a toll on your energy. You get headaches. People even get sick when they're super stressed because it knocks your immune system down big time. It can then turn to, you know, absences from work. If you're, if you're sick, you're not feeling like going to work, then what's that do? Then that snowballs into, well, I didn't make, get enough hours this week. My check's going to be smaller. And then that snowballs with your financial stress, right? So then cognitive symptoms, you're not sleeping well, you're not able to focus, you've got poor judgment, you're being overly pessimistic, everything's a downer, right? You're upset about everything, you can't see the positive light through any of these dark clouds. And that's difficult. And then your behavioral symptoms, you're going to be, you know, snappy with your family, you're going to have a change in your appetite, you're, you're going to have nervous behaviors, maybe nail biting or a pacing or a a nervous tick that you have. I mean, it all boils down from there. So if there's something that's been going on with you or someone in your close family that you're like noticing these things, I highly suggest you take an evaluation of where your finances are or maybe what that person is feeling about where your finances are because these can be really heavy on people and in turn cause some major problems in their physical well-being, mental well-being, and then ultimately in your relationship in your home life. Okay. And then the other thing is frustration. We have a lot of frustration and that kind of goes hand in hand with stress, really. Frustration leads to anger. And then, you know, it's frustrating not knowing what your debt is or 
even being able to tally it all. Or what's really frustrating is not having a roadmap to get it gone, to take it all away. Then what do you do? You're not working on your goals. You're just frustrated. Your mindset's in the pooper and you've got some serious things to take care of, but no plan to get there. No one likes to deal with the effects of unwanted stress. Trust me, (laughs) especially in an instance where you may have no control over this debt. You know, maybe it was a a medical emergency or maybe it was the loss of your job and you had no control of either one of those things, yet you've got these medical bills piling up or the other bills are piling up because you have lost your job. That is so frustrating But it's not good on anyone's health. It's going to put your mindset in a place where you never want it to be. It's going to increase your anxiety. It's going to increase the the disdain in your relationships. Do you see how this all kind of goes hand in hand? Our finances and where we are personally with our finances affect our home life, affect our relationships, and affect our businesses. Because if we are not controlled in how we are using our personal finances, It's going to affect our mindsets. It's going to affect our sleep. It's going to affect our relationship. And it's going to ultimately affect how we control money in our business. The other thing is regret. If you've put yourself in debt and are now fighting to keep your head above water, you may be going through a period of regret. Regret is an evident byproduct of any financial decision, but it's most often found in decisions that result in an increase in debt, believe it or not. Think of that new car, maybe, that you purchased, the student loans that you have, and the house that you live in. While these examples that I just gave aren't based on inherently bad decisions, they can lead to regret among many of the other emotional effects than that we have talked about. Take more specifically, like, maybe your student loan. Most students don't realize how quickly the grace period comes to an end. This is generally six months after you graduate, guys, so be prepared for that. And then once they do and once they realize that and then they're like, well, poo, I don't know how to repay this or I don't know how I'm going to, you know, pay this off. They drop out or they drop below halftime status because of all these other emotional things that are stacking up. Now take that into consideration with your business. You've got some debt that's piling up at home. You've got some debt that's piling up maybe your house or your car. Maybe your spouse has lost their job or maybe you've lost your job and you see the things piling up and your mindset goes down, 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 down. And you're not creating that roadmap for paying that back. And so your mindset's down. What does that do for your business? You're not thinking about growth in your business either. You're not thinking about what's next. You're not thinking about how you can get more customers. You're thinking about what's happening at home. You're thinking about what's happening with those finances. So really get things under control with those finances in order to make things work in your business. Embarrassment goes hand in hand with all of this stuff. And that's too bad, really. Um, But I'll be honest. I mean, $300,000 in debt in our restaurant was embarrassing. Embarrassing. There was the longest time that we didn't even talk about it. We avoided conversation. We avoided conversation with each other. And think about how bad that is really, because we're both in the same amount of debt, but we didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) We didn't want to talk about it with each other out of sight, out of mind. And that was, that was bad because we needed to be on the same wavelength. We needed to be on the same page with our finances and get over that frustration and get over that denial and get over all of those things so we weren't embarrassed anymore. We're not embarrassed because we have a plan. We have a plan for how we're going to pay that back and that's where it got to be. 
So once the regretful period is over and you've kind of dealt with, okay, I made a wrong decision. I maybe shouldn't have taken out that student loan and then quit college, or I shouldn't have bought the $400,000 house. We may have should have stuck with the $250,000 house that was big enough or the new car or whatever the case may be. Once that period is over and reality then starts to sink in, there's a period of embarrassment that's going to take place. Who wants to tell people that they can't go out to dinner? Who wants to say, no, I can't go out with you on the weekend because I really can't overspend on the bills. I can't participate in this concert with you. I can't go. I can't go on vacation with you. Because you have a mountain of debt looming over you. The higher the debt, the more embarrassed you're going to feel. And that embarrassment can often go back to denial, right? We, we talked about that. We talked about how, you know, denial is a real, real thing out of sight, out of mind. And if you're not talking about anybody, uh, talking about your debt to anybody, you don't have to feel embarrassed. So denial and embarrassment go a little bit hand in hand. And this just leads to a vicious cycle that is going to change your life and not change your life in a positive way. This is only going to cause things to um, to deep dive even more for you. So while debt is generally accrued via consumption or something that you've purchased, um, it's more rarely because of an emergency or a loss of a job. It's, it's more debt because you're purchasing, maybe you're purchasing to keep up with the Joneses or maintain a lifestyle or because you just want, because maybe you didn't have as a youngster and now you want as an adult. Um, that has, is something that has become quite a problem. And really, as you see in all these examples that I gave, these things have such an impact on our mind, our bodies and our relationships and our businesses. Okay, I always have to bring in the business aspect because that's where all of my debt came from. While now, only just a few short years later, I can truly say our business that was once $300,000 in debt is now 100% debt free. We are on the opposite side of it. I can truly say that didn't come without every single step that I just talked about. Stress, anxiety, denial, embarrassment. It was all there. Regret. Holy smokes. Why did we even start doing this? Why? What were we thinking? Right? That is a big one. So I ask you today, I challenge you today to look back on kind of some financial decisions you have made and how is it molding your relationships? How is a lack of communication um, you know, how is it taking a toll on those relationships in your life? How is it causing stress with you because you're constantly thinking about the debt that you have to repay? And then in turn, if you are building a business or trying to maintain a lifestyle at home, how is it affecting your business? How is that financial hardship at home helping you create effective goals in your business by moving forward at a pace that you can maintain? If all you're thinking about is this money and this debt, you're thinking big goals, right? You're like, no, 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 I need $10,000 a month. I need $20,000 a month. But that's not realistic. If we're just building businesses, we know that those things aren't created overnight. We know that those things aren't done just in just the drop of a hat. These are things that are built. But if you're carrying so much debt and so much regret without a plan forward, all you can think about is large sums of money. 
So I challenge you today to get with your partner, get with your spouse, or get with your business partner and create a plan of attack for your finances that are realistic and quit spending. Quit spending and create a plan for what you're going to do to move forward so then you can create forward movement at home. You can get organization back at home. You can start getting a relationship built around the things that relationships need to be built of rather than built around stress and anxiety and regret around finances. And then in turn, it's going to help your business so much because your mindset is going to be more towards building goals, more towards working. Okay, we've got this goal in place. This is what we're going to do. How are we going to work at small goals every day to get more customers, to get more sales? We're not going to think about a $10,000 goal. We're going to think about a $1,000 goal. And how can we do this step by step by step and chunk away at that debt little by little? Get that game plan in place. Get that communication moving. Get a forward momentum to your life plan, to your financial plan, and to how things are happening at home. I guarantee you things are going to be so much better for you. You're going to see forward movement and you're going to come out on the other side so much happier. This comes from a place of experience, guys. I'm saying this fully invested in where you are in your debt, in these feelings that you have about debt and where your business is going. And I know where you're coming from. So this is a very personal place. I know I challenge you though, to create that roadmap and to look ahead at what you can do to better your finances and what's going on in your life. It was great to talk to you today. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And as always, reach out on my website, sabrinamnap.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Have a good one. I hope you've had breakthroughs and heard something that just made sense. If so, a positive rating is the best way to let others know you've enjoyed my content. Would you love clarity in your business and help to network with your target audience? Then catch a coaching call with me at my website, sabrinamnap.com or email me at snap 6 at gmail.com. It was so good to have you here today. I hope you took away life lessons and a deeper vision for your business. Until next time, friends, Sabrina.